Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to today's episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. I'm Jason Gabrielli from HFM Investment Advisors, and I am once again joined by my colleague, Catherine Allen Carloza. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good. This is our second one in a row together. We're on a roll. We are. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we want to talk about something that I feel like we deal with money every day in what we do with our clients and what we've chosen as our profession. And we rarely talk about, though, being rich or being wealthy, which I feel like is how most people see what we do. Today, I want to take some time to just talk about how much does it take in money to make you rich or wealthy? And what's the difference between those two? It's an interesting question because I think a lot of times people just think it's the same definition. What we were saying earlier is if you are rich, that could be because you make a lot of income. And I was using an analogy of like a professional football player. They might make a lot of money, but they are spending it and they are not really creating a future for themselves. That would make them wealthy. Correct. And so that's where we're going to kind of draw the line. I think we agreed, talked it over. We did a ton of research, read a whole bunch of articles because the line is subjective. And so I think we agreed that we're going to talk about rich in terms of the income that you make at your job or the income that you get paid to do something, that income level. And what people think for the, them, the it's all relative. And the wealth we're going to use, we're going to measure by net worth. And net worth is an idea that most people probably heard the term before, but you may or may not know exactly what that means. Net worth is basically the value of all of the assets that you own, which is your bank accounts, your investment accounts, any real estate you own, the value of any businesses, pretty much the value of anything that you own, less the value of what you owe, credit cards, mortgages, yes. all that stuff. And so we found that's kind of a good barometer of building wealth. So we're going to use income to help us dictate who's rich. And we're going to talk about wealth in terms of net worth. And I think that's a good line for us. And so what we realized was, and you mentioned to it already, rich a lot of times has to do with perception. It's a lifestyle. It's what you spend that makes you look rich or it's that consumption mindset. And it's often powered by an income. It's powered by your ability to go out and continue to make what you've made, which can then fund your lifestyle over time, right? Another way of looking at that is with a lot of our clients, they have the mindset of, I don't want to run out of money and I don't want to be a pauper or I want to leave something for my children or a legacy or charity. So their mindset is more of a, kind of a scarcity one, but they're the ones that have the money. They did such a good job with accumulating that now we have to say to them. Almost to flip their mindset into being a little bit of a consumption mindset. Switch right? it out and try to see if you can spend, which is very difficult to do because they're used to a certain lifestyle. But like you were saying, the consumption mindset is the live for the day. And I know plenty of people like that where they will not be able to build that wealth. Yeah, they struggle with building that, right? They really do because they just feel like, and even though my dad always said, you can't take it with you, but he was one of the ones that would accumulate. Oh, the irony, right? 
Yeah, exactly. But one of the things I want to do, and I think this is so interesting, as we were doing some research and looking at articles, we came across a lot of numbers on statistics of people's incomes in the United States. And to me, it was very eye-opening because I think that we all get caught up in our own worlds and we get caught up in the communities that we live in and the jobs that we do. And a lot of times, everybody's kind of in the same boat. So you, you tend to lose some sight of where things lie. So when we think about income and we think about how much it takes to make you quote unquote rich, I think we could probably agree agree that it's some number that would put you in the top percentage of households in the U.S. Just to kind of set the stage, if you look at income percentiles in the U.S., the top 10% of income households in the United States make up $191,000 or more as a household. So just about $200,000 a year. So $200,000 a year of household income puts you in the top 10% of households in the U.S., to get into that top 5% bracket, you're looking at just shy of $300,000 a year. So $290,000 a year, which ironically enough, to me, isn't that you'd think it would be higher. It's obviously $100,000 is a lot of money, but you would think it would have gone up higher. Now we get into the top 1%, and this is where you see it take a pretty big stride, and it goes up to $867,000 a year of household income, which again, ton of money, but you would think top 1%. I think most people come to start to lose sight of what that number really looks like. And so when we think about income and what makes you quote unquote rich, it seems like if you're in the top 10% of earners in the US of household incomes, you're right around that $200,000 mark. And I think it's important to talk about, well, that $200,000 can be split a lot of different ways. And especially depending on where you live. We're in the Northeast. Northeast can be a lot more expensive place to live than if you made $200,000 in the South, or if you made $200,000 in the Midwest. And so it can allow you to take a lot more of that money and potentially accumulate it versus having to spend it on just where you live or sending your kids to school or whatever. And then if we switch gears and we talk about wealth, we already mentioned that we're going to measure wealth in terms of net worth. Essentially, how much of your income did you retain and use to fund asset purchasing, whether that's putting your money in an investment account or buying real estate or whatever, how much of that money that you made did you keep? And so if we look at those numbers, the top 10% of households in the US have a net worth of $1.2 million. To get into that 5% bracket, you're at 2.6 million. And then to be in the top 1%, that's where you're really seeing some of those big numbers, right about $11.1 million of net worth. And when you look at those numbers, to me, again, going from 1.2 to 2.6, it's a lot of money, it's a million dollars, but it's not as high as you might think. Well, and I also think what's interesting is that even if you're making $867,000, you don't necessarily have $11 million in net worth and vice versa. You could have $11 million in wealth and not have that kind of an income. We thought that was really interesting too when we read that. Well, we see it all the time with our clients. Tales all the time. The client who chugged along and made sixty or seventy or eighty thousand dollars a year, but has a million and a half or two million dollars when they retire. Well, how did they do that? They sacrificed. They put more away than they needed. They lived below their means, and they were able to build a net worth that allowed them to be financially free. I think a lot of things. As I was thinking about this too, is I think when people start to see even their net worth when we do the financial planning. And when they look at the value of their home and they look at the value of their assets, even if they're at that top 10% of 1%, I mean, $1 million, they're like, oh my God, I'm a millionaire? 
like I said, they know that term net worth, they've heard it, but they've never maybe even seen their own. They never thought they'd see themselves as being classified as a millionaire. Yeah. Remember the old book, Millionaire Next Door? And it was all like, all oh, these people live around here. A lot of people actually are in that position. And it really does come back to, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. My great grandfather came over in the boat from Italy when he was like 16, never really spoke in English, but that was one of the things he would always say. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep, right? In broken English. And my grandfather always said it to me too. That is the reality. Because like you said, you can be one of those really high income earners and be rich, quote unquote, and never actually build any wealth. And that's where where when you think about what we try to help people do is we try to help people bridge that gap between what is your income and what is your lifestyle and make sure that that lifestyle isn't just keeping up barely with your income or succeeding it. We have plenty of people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and still have credit card debt and still have mortgages they shouldn't have. It's not how much you make, it's how much you spend. So we call it appearance versus reality. And you should never compare yourself to anyone anyway, because you can see people that have very expensive clothing, designer clothing, designer bags, purses, that kind of thing, or expensive cars. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wealthy. Right. What does their net worth look like, right? What's the reality of that? Yeah. Being in this industry and being able to see behind the curtain of a lot of people's financial situation, you learn very quickly that just what you see on the outside doesn't tell the whole story. In a lot of cases, what you're seeing behind the scenes is very different than what that outward projection might be. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it comes down to basically building that net worth and building your assets and building yourself into a position where you can live financially free, which is very different for everyone. Could be one of those people who makes $867,000 a year in the top 1% and they need 800 of it to, to live. live. And so what does retirement look like for them? Maybe never because the amount that they would need in net worth to cover that type of lifestyle is astronomical. And like you said, it's different for everyone. So I've always defined it as being able to make life decisions without being stressed or overly stressed over what the financial impact would be on that. And you and I both also talked about financial freedom isn't just about being financially free, it's being free with your time and to be able to enjoy your life and do what you want to do to us is what that freedom also means. And it really comes back to living below your means. The way to improve your financial wealth and become more wealthy is ultimately controlling your expenses for where your income is. Because that person who is making maybe in that top 10%, $191,000 a year, but they're only living off 100 and they're saving 30 or 40 and they're putting the rest on their mortgage. Well, they're gonna be in a lot better position than that person we just talked about who makes $867,000 a year, but could never build a net worth to support that lifestyle when they're spending it all. And so it's very relative to your own situation. It's very relative to the lifestyle choices that you've made on how much overhead you're gonna have and what your bills are gonna look like. And that really dictates how much do you need to have a net worth to you yourself be wealthy in your own situation, right? So like my husband always asks me, how much do we need Anthony in retirement? Makes his way into these podcasts. How much know, do we need in retirement? It was interesting because we saw in one of the articles that the average American thinks that to be wealthy is to have $2.2 million in net worth, right? But Anthony always says, how much do we need for retirement and to live the lifestyle that we live now? And I always say, I don't know. It depends because if we continue to spend the money we spend now, we're going to need a lot. It's a matter of also how do you create 
this wealth. We were talking about how do you improve your financial wealth? How do you get better, right? And at the end of the day, I think the most important thing that society as a whole or just investors or people that are in society need to realize is that building wealth takes a long time for most people. Are there overnight successes? Are there people who sell their companies for $100 million? Sure there are. But unfortunately, when you go on social media today and you go, there are no shortage of get rich quick, try this thing, buy this pot, whatever. There's always something that seems like it's going to cut the road short for you and you're going to have this shortcut. That's not how it works. At the end of the day, building wealth takes a long time and you have to do it over a lifetime. You have to to do it over a long period of time and you have to be consistent Yeah, and disciplined. Being that overnight financial success is a myth. So you have to plan for the life you want. You said that as we were preparing, and I really like that because it does look different for everybody. And so whether that means getting a couple extra percent that you can take from your income to now save into your retirement plan or putting a little bit extra down on your house to improve your equity, whatever it is, I always talk to clients about this idea of building your balance sheet. If you have a dollar, And they ask, well, should I do this or should I do that? I said, at the end of the day, there will be numbers that will dictate what is the exact better thing to do with that. But as long as you are taking that dollar to improve your balance sheet, which is either paying down debt or buying more of an asset, those are the only two things. If you're, as long as you're not taking that dollar and you're spending it, you're ultimately building your balance sheet and you're putting yourself in a ultimately more wealthy, quote unquote, position going forward. Needs versus wants. I might want that Louis Vuitton $20,000 purse, but do I need it? Is it gonna help me build my wealth? No, I know that. So that's another way of looking at it too. That's really what it comes down to is making choices and ultimately putting yourself in a better position that's gonna make you more wealthy down the road. Taking that income that you're generating and putting it into assets and putting it into things that will make it so that you don't have to go out and make an income forever to support your lifestyle. At some point you can be that financially free. We want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. If you have not yet subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're on Apple, Amazon, Spotify. We're on them all. Hit subscribe and you will get notifications every time we load a new episode up. So please make sure you hit that subscribe button and we appreciate your time today and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you, Jason. See ya. 